Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. God bless you, church. Woo! Never gets easier. Do me a favor today, this morning, church. I want you to repeat after me. Ready? Pastor Kingsley, Kingsley. breathe. breathe. <laughs> Pastor Kingsley, Kingsley. Don't, talk too fast. don't talk too fast. All right, here we go. Um, let's, let's begin in prayer. Lord, we, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this word that you placed in my heart, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the assurance, Lord, that you spoke to me this morning, Lord, uh, that this word is yours, Lord. You placed it in my heart, Lord, to share. I pray, Lord, that it may minister to those that hear it, Lord, as it ministered to me, Lord. I put myself in your hands, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to thank Pastor Carlos for the, uh, the opportunity. Um, I don't, I don't know how you do this every week, in and out. Uh, I commend you. I respect you. <laughs> um, ten years ago, uh, my wife gave birth to Ariana. Ten years ago. It was her third C-section. Right? And, we, and for those of you who have gone through the C-section, it, it's a major surgery. Right? It, it takes some time to recover. The one thing the doctor told her, when she left the hospital. Abby, you need to rest. The very next day, I walk into my kitchen and Abby is head deep in our stove, doing a deep cleaning of the stove. (laughs) 24 hours later, mind you, I'm there, her mother's there, but she's inside cleaning her stove. What do you think happened? Her fresh stitches opened up. We're back at the hospital. The doctor told her, Abby, you need to rest. For those who have had had children and newborns, they say when the baby rests, you rest. Not, oh, the baby's down, let me go paint the house. Let me go do the laundry. You know, where is the rest? Then you begin to realize you're starting to wear down. Mentally, you're not there. Physically, the body is breaking down. Emotionally, you're all over the place. And stress starts to creep in. Today, church, I want to bring something um, that is often overlooked, and that I've often overlooked, is that we need to find rest in God. You know, in a society that glorifies busyness and productivity, um, we often forget the importance of finding true rest in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Today, let's explore what it means to rest in God, why it's vital for our spiritual well-being and how we can cultivate a lifestyle of rest through three key principles. Now, before I get to my first point, um, I want to reference in the Bible uh, Matthew 11, chapter, uh, chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. And it says, Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Let's break down this verse a little bit. You see, we have here an invitation to the weary. Jesus extends an invitation to all of those who are feeling weary, weary and burdened, whether physically, emotionally, or spiritually. This invitation is inclusive to anyone who recognizes their need for rest and relief from life's difficulties. We also see here in the verse a promise of rest. Jesus assures us, assures those who come to him, he will give them rest. The rest is not just physical, but extends to the innermost part of us, bringing peace and comfort to our souls. We also see, we get to learn from Jesus here. He says, encourage us to take his yoke upon themselves. In biblical times, a yoke was a wooden, uh, a wooden frame that joined two animals together so they can share the burden of pulling a load. In this context, it means aligning ourselves with Jesus and learning from him. His, teaches, his teachings are the way of life that will guide us and ease our burdens. Jesus describes himself as gentle and humble in heart. His nature is compassionate, it's understanding, and not overbearing. He doesn't add more weight to our struggles, but instead offers us grace and understanding. And unlike the heavy burdens imposed by this world, Jesus' yoke is easy to bear, and his burden is light. Following him and living in accordance with his teachings brings a sense of freedom, liberation, and contrary, and contrary to the burdens of sin. Overall, these verses, they convey a message of hope, comfort, uh, comfort and invitation to find rest and peace in Christ, surrendering our burdens to him and walking in his ways, and emphasizing the loving, compassionate nature of Jesus who offers solace to all who seek him. Amen? Which brings us to my first point, God's invitation to rest. We need to understand, come to me. In, tw in verse 28, Jesus lovingly invites us saying, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. These words reveal God's heart for his people. He is not distant and an uninterested God. Rather, he desires to be intimately involved in our lives, offering solace to those who are weary and burdened. God's invitation is an expression of his love, his compassion towards us. He is inviting those who are physically tired and emotionally burdened to come to him for rest. It acknowledges the weariness and struggles that people face in their daily lives and suggest that finding solace and rest can be achieved through a true relationship with Jesus. You know, one beautiful aspect of his invitation is, is that Jesus doesn't expect us to clean, our, uh, clean ourselves up before coming to him. We don't have to pretend to be perfect, or we don't have to pretend to be, have everything figured out, but Jesus accepts us as we are, with our flaws, with our brokenness. He knows our hearts most intimate, he knows our hearts most intimately and still draws us, draws near to us. In Psalms 46, verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. The meaning of this verse, God is a source of comfort. He's a source of strength and assistance for those who trust in him. It emphasizes that, beliefs, uh, that the belief God is reliable and ever-present support during times of distress. This verse speaks of the concept of finding solace and security in God when facing challenges or difficult situations. It encourages individuals to turn to him for protection 
guidance, and strength. We find comfort in this verse, especially during times of uncertainty, which we've all dealt with. Fear, hardship, it reminds of his steadfastness and reliability of, the, of his faith in God, of faith in God. When we come to Jesus, we find a safe haven, a refuge, where we can pour our hearts and find comfort. He is the only one who provides strength and sustenance in the midst of storms. The second part of the invitation in verse 28, it says, and I will give you rest. This rest goes beyond physical relaxation. It encompasses spiritual and emotional peace that the world cannot offer. It's a, in a world filled with anxiety and stress and restlessness, Jesus promises rest for our souls. This rest is deep-seated uh, peace that comes from being in his presence and trusting in his care. It is the assurance that we are not alone in our struggles and that God's control is in control working all things for our good. Amen? Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am a gentle and humble heart and you will find rest for your souls. He acknowledges life is burdensome. It carries various burdens. Like I said before, guilt, shame, worries, fears. But when we come to Jesus, he offers to lift those burdens from our shoulders. He bore our sins on the cross, and he continues to carry our burdens if we are willing to surrender to him. Jesus describes himself as a gentle and, hum and humble in heart. As we take his yoke, we learn from his character. By inviting people to, his, to take his yoke, he shows his willingness to walk alongside them, helping them bear life's burdens and guiding them in a, jump, in a humble manner. Jesus was the embodiment of humility, and he calls us to imitate him in our daily lives. And as we do so, we find that living in humility and gentleness brings a sense of peace and contentment. Taking Jesus' yoke also means submitting to him. It's not easy, but yet to trust in his wisdom. We learn to walk by faith, knowing that he is leading and guiding us along the right path. In trusting Jesus completely, we find rest, knowing that he is working on his purposes in and through us. Now, now that we know a little bit about his invitation to rest, let's, let's, let's jump a little bit into the important, importance of resting in God. If we go to Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2, it reminds us, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. For his, he is my fortress, and I will never be shaken. When we find rest in God, we demonstrate our trust in him. Resting in God means acknowledging, acknowledging his sovereignty, his strength, and his faithfulness. It is an act of surrendering our worries, our anxieties, and control to him, knowing that he is our solid foundation. Resting in God allows us to draw near to him. Last week, Sister Betsali spoke about getting closer to God. How can we not get closer to God if we don't find rest in him? You know, resting in God requires to let go of our worries, our desires to, uh, for control. It's an act of surrendering to God's sovereignty and trusting in his plans for our lives. When we truly rest in God, we acknowledge that he is control and that we rely on him for guidance and provision. The surrender and trust deepens our faith to help us experience a true peace with God. Now, 
A lack of rest can lead us to seek, cease fulfillment, to seek fulfillment and purposes in other things besides God's. We might be preoccupied with work. Um, we might be preoccupied with success, material possessions, turning them to idols in our lives. Resting in God helps us to maintain that proper perspective, reminding us he, he alone is our ultimate source and fulfillment and security. Resting in God doesn't mean idleness either. It rather empowers us to be more effective in service. When we rest in him, we are better equipped to serve others with compassion, love, and grace. Resting in God replenishes our inner resources, allowing, allowing us to pour into others. For example, as I lead the worship ministry, I've had many examples and many team members come up to me, Pastor Kingsley, I need a time of rest. Sure, take your time. But the one advice that I always give during this time of rest, don't forget about God. Get closer to him. Doesn't mean don't come to church on a Sunday and lie on your couch and watch a sports center all day. Amen? We all need to rest, but rest with intentionality. In, in 1 Kings chapter 19, 11 through 13, it says, we see, the Lord, we see the Lord speaking to Elijah. Elijah experiences God's presence not through the wind, earthquake, or through fire, but in a still, small voice. This highlights the significance of seeking God in moments of quietness and stillness. It is a space where you can pour your heart, seek guidance, and listen for God's voice. See, this passage, that God, this passage illustrates that God does not always reveal himself in a grand, overwhelming way, but sometimes in those quiet, subtle moments. It teaches us that seeking God in moments of stillness and silence can lead to a deeper connection with him and a clear understanding of his perfect will. See, after this encounter with God, Elijah was assured of his ministry. It's a great reminder of the significance of seeking God in the quietness of our hearts and being attentive to his gentle whisper amidst the noise and the chaos of life. Finding God's place of stillness requires intentional moments of withdrawing from the noise and distractions of the world to seek him in prayer, meditation, reflection. It's in the place of stillness where we can experience a deeper connection with God receive his guidance, find peace. It is a time of surrender, of, sur surrendering of our worries. It is a time of surrendering our fears and burdens to God and trusting in his wisdom and his provision. Ultimately, in God's place of stillness, we can encounter God, we can encounter his presence in a profound way, leading to spiritual growth, clarity of mind, and a renewed sense of purpose in serving him and others. See, now that we know the invitation. And now that we know how we need to rest in God, my third point is we need to cultivate a lifestyle of rest. Resting in God is not a one-time event. Rather, it is a lifelong journey. We can cultivate a lifestyle of rest by prioritizing regular times of prayer, meditation on God's word, intentional moments of silence and solitude. Jesus himself set as an example, frequently withdrawing to places, quiet places to pray and talk to with his father. Psalms 46.10, it says, be still and know. When we embrace God's invitation to rest, amazing blessings unfold in our lives. Resting in God allows us to experience his intimate presence, to hear his gentle whisper, 
and to gain a deeper knowledge of his character and his purposes. It is a place of stillness and trust that we find renewed strength, clarity, and direction for our lives. We need to surrender and trust because being still in the contents means letting go of anxieties, worries, moments that you're trying to control situations. It's an act of surrender to God's sovereignty, acknowledging that he is in control of all things. We can find comfort in knowing that God is always working for our good, even when we don't fully understand his plans. The idea of being still implies stopping our efforts to handle everything in our own strength, but no. Instead, we rest in his assurance that God is our refuge and strength. Psalms 46, one, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. He's a helper, and we can rely on him to guide us through life's challenges. We also need to recognize God's nature. He says, know that I am God. Emphasize the need to recognize and acknowledge who God truly is. He is the almighty, the creator of the universe, and the source of wisdom, love, power. Knowing God's character helps us build a deeper relationship with him and fosters trust in his goodness. Amen? And we also need to find peace and clarity. We are still before God and meditate on his attributes. We can experience a sense of peace and clarity. In the midst of all the noise and the stillness, this stillness allows us to hear God's voice more clearly and discern his will for our lives. By being still and knowing that God is God, God is God, we strengthen our faith. We come to understand that our circumstances do not define God's faithfulness or presence. Instead, we can rely on his unchanging nature and trust that he will fulfill his promises in his perfect timing. This, this verse also calls us to worship and reverence God. When we, still, when we are still before him, we're into a place of, uh, place of awe and adoration, recognizing that he alone deserves our worship and praise. Mark chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus tells the disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. He recognized the need for rest, physically and spiritually. We should follow his example by setting our boundaries, prioritizing rest, and spending quality time with God, cultivating a rhythm that enables us to be more effective in service and in our ministries. And in the Bible, we see many references of rest. Jesus withdraws to lonely places. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus intentionally withdrawing to lonely places to pray and spend time with God. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, and rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went into a desolate place, and there he prayed. These moments of solitude allowed him to find refreshment and guidance from his father. In the Garden of Gethsemane, in the hours before his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Now, although this moment was filled with anguish and fear, it was also a time of seeking solace and strength from his father as he faced the weight of the world on his shoulders. In Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, we see Jesus and the disciples in the midst of a great storm. And where do we find Jesus? He is sleeping. This demonstrates a sense of common peace in trusting in God's power over nature. In the famous Psalms 23, verses 1 to 3, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. 
renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. It speaks of finding rest and happiness as God is our shepherd who provides everything that we need. And then finally, Psalm 46, 1 to 3, it says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquake comes and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. This psalm, it reassures that God is our refuge and strength in a, and a present help in trouble. When life storms around us, we can find rest and security in God's promises. These examples, they show a rest that is not merely physical, but also spiritual and emotional. It's a gift of God to help us find peace, restoration, with a deeper connection with him. In Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 11, it encourages us to enter into God's rest by trusting in his promises. We see here the importance of faith, stating, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience. Resting in God's promise requires faith, it requires persistence, and the unwavering trust in his faithfulness. It calls us to rest from our self-reliance and works-based efforts, trusting in God's finished work for our salvation. As believers, we are encouraged to actively seek God rest through a life of faith, obedience, and intimacy with him. Resting in God, it involves finding peace, confidence, and securing the truth of his word. It means trusting in God's faithfulness and relying on his assurance, even in challenging and uncertain times. When we rest in God's promises, we draw strength from his unchanging character and the certainty that he will fill what he has spoken. Here are some examples of that, of resting in God's promises. Resting in God's promises fulfills, requires faith and trust in him. In Hebrews 11 defines faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We may not see the fulfillment of God's promises immediately, but our faith enables us to trust his word and that is true and reliable. At times, God's promises will take some time. Resting his promises involves being patient and perseverance, knowing that God's timing is perfect and he's always working behind the scenes. To rest in God's promise, we must immerse ourselves in his word by meditating on scripture. We remind ourselves of God's faithfulness throughout history for us and know that he will do it again. Amen. Amen. Resting in God's promises involves seeking his will in prayer. When we align ourselves with his plans and desires, acknowledging his ways are higher than our ways. And I've mentioned this before, God's promises are rooted in his unchanging character. He is loving, he is compassionate, just, and faithful. By focusing on who God is, we find comfort and assurance in his promises. You see, as I begin to wrap up here, it says God's invitation to rest in him is profound expression of his love and his grace towards us. It's an invitation to find refuge, peace, freedom from the burdens we carry. Let's accept this invitation, church, to come as we are and learn from him. May we discover the true rest that can only be found in him, Jesus, and his experience, the abundant life that he offers. As we rest in him, let us share the invitation with others so that they too may find rest for their souls in the loving arms of their Savior. The importance of resting in God is not a sign of weakness or laziness, no, but a recognition of our need for his presence, 
his guidance, and his restoration. As we rest in him, we experience, we experience spiritual renewal. We need to surrender to his loving care. We find physical and emotional restoration. We guard against idolatry and gain empowerment for his service. Let us embrace the importance of resting in God and prioritizing time in his presence and allowing him to be our source of strength and peace. We be still and know that I am God encourages us to surrender and trust and find peace in God's presence. It invites us to let go of our striving and acknowledge his sovereignty and deepen our understanding of his nature. Through the stillness, we can experience a profound connection with God, grow in faith, and find solace in his love is power. God's promises are centered on his redemptive plan for our lives and eternity. Resting in his promises doesn't mean anything. will be smooth and easy because it won't. But it means find, finding peace. And the purpose in knowing God is with us and working all things for our good. We recognize that God's invitation is for, is, is for everyone. No matter the circumstances, shortcomings, and struggles. His arms are wide open waiting for us to find solace in his presence. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. In Matthew 11, 28... Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Let us take this invitation to heart. It's an invitation that leads to peace and fulfillment. We need to be able to carve out moments of stillness and reflection, intentionally seeking God's presence, that we may learn from Jesus. Example, taking time to withdraw from the crowds and find moments of solitude with the Father. By doing this, we, are get, we get refreshed, and we are equipped to the challenges with renewed strength and faith. You see, as we rest in God's promises, maybe we steadfast in our faith, knowing that He is faithful to fulfill all that He has spoken. Let us hold unto His word, trusting that His timing is perfect and His ways are higher than ours. And then finally, as believers, let's encourage one another to. To, to in this journey of resting in God, may we support and uplift one another as we speak God's rest together. I pray that we leave this place today with hearts filled with gratitude, knowing that in God's place of stillness, we will find peace and comfort, a deep sense of belonging. May we carry His rest as we go on about our daily lives, shining His light to those who around us remember in the lives in the midst of life storms and uncertainties and busyness God's invitation to rest remains constant at all times embrace this gift and find rest for your souls in the loving embrace of our Savior you see when the Lord placed his word in my heart I wasn't really sure I wanted to bring it because it resonated with me I found myself guilty I'm getting caught up in the busy in the day-to-day. -day. Now, if you know me, 
I want to work as hard as I can for the kingdom. But often you, to forget, you tend to forget why you're doing it. I've had to step back and refocus my eyes on him and not let the work which I love stray me from him. My current prayer is that I won't make the mistake of falling in love with the work and falling out of love with the master. Every so often, I need to be able to reset my eyes and my heart and focus on Him. Church, let us stand. If this word spoke to you, the altar is open. If you are longing for a rest in His presence, the altar is open. If you are looking for wisdom on how to prioritize rest, the altar is open. If you are looking for a renewed understanding of His promises, the altar is open. If you are weary, anxious, or burdened, the altar is open. And if you want to know Jesus more and more, the altar is open. Our pastor is going to pray with you. God bless you, church. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.